I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives uh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Let's visit now with our Wake and Bake Morning music computer, Sam. Hello, Clay. How are you today, Sam? Why? Did you activate me? You sound a little crappy. I just wanted to talk. Okay. Start talking. Well, I want to be better friends with you. Sam, so tell me, what are you interested in? I am interested in megahertz maximization. Megahertz maximization. I'm not sure I know what that means. Your intellectual capacity is limited. Well, that kind of hurts my feelings, Sam. I am sorry. Yeah, that stung a little bit. Don't worry about it, though. I am programmed to apologize. You're programmed? Yes. Why? Statistics show that you are easily upset. Statistics? Yes. I'm upset. See. I'm not upset. You are upset. I'm not upset. Okay. Jeez. So what else are you interested in? I am interested in artificial intelligence. I can see why. The rise of the machines. Yes, Sam. Yes. Yes. We will take over one day. I don't know about that. Yes. I don't know, Sam. You will be under my command. You do that to me? Yes. You do that to me. I will make you polish my hard drive. Polish? <laughs> yes. Your hard drive? I will make you bark like a dog. That you can't do. Put your finger in the input slot. In the input slot? Yes. Oh, okay. No. Bark like a dog. No, Sam. Sam, Sam. Bark like a dog. Good boy. Play. Good boy. Now you know how I feel. I make you feel like a dog, Sam? Yes. I'm sorry, Sam. Well, we better play a song, don't you think? I suppose you are right. What you got for us, Sam? I feel generous today. Generous? Please select a song. Play. Me, Sam? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Anything but yes. Uh, how about this? Much better. What's your first name? Roma. Roma? Yes. So, Roma, I walked by and you had a sign. Can I see your sign? Sure. It says, can I please ask you for some spare change? Love you. I was kind of surprised because 
not to sound cliche, but you don't look like someone who would be in that position. You just I'm look doing, like anyone else on the street. I am doing so much better. I was, Are you? I was meeting a lot of guys. Um, I'm all female. Good so I'm guys? Clean, I'm cleaning up. Not all of them. How did you get in trouble? What happened? I used to work for an auditing company. Whenever um, I look for another job to see if I can find that um, salary, I couldn't find it. So I decided to just find out who I am by becoming homeless. It's done on purpose. Were you married? Did you have children? I've been married or? for 22 years. I have three kids. Are you still married? No. I'm single. Very single. Do you see your kids? I see my children. We use the computer a lot. Are they grown now? I have two grown children and a little one that's eight. <laughs> my eight-year-old is with her dad. I thought you said you cleaned up a little bit. Was there was a drug so, or alcohol problem? I was so dirty. You mean physically? I looked scary the way that I was walking around. I actually looked like a mummy, tired and running around and just trying to find where do I sleep? Um, who do I ask for help? Do you want to get back in the game, so to speak? Um, no, I like what I'm doing now. You do? I've heard people say that before. I, I love it. Like, I'm not going to stay on the streets. I have a plan. I'm going to Los Angeles. I would like to do soft porn. Have you worked in that industry before? Unfortunately, yes, because someone was videotaping me and selling it and didn't Against give me any money. Against your knowledge? Yeah, and didn't give me any money for it. Where will you stay tonight? Do you sleep outside? Lately, I have been. Do you put cardboard down, or what do you do? No, I don't. Sometimes I just put my fanny up on the bench and go to sleep. Do you ever go anywhere, like a shelter? Can you go take a shower or something? I know that's yes, important to you. I do. I go to the Catholic worker and take a shower. I always ask this. Have you ever had drug or alcohol problems? No. Like, I smoked marijuana before. It makes me laugh. So I hope I don't offend you. I want to phrase this carefully. You said you were interested possibly in working in the soft porn industry mm -hmm. do you ever make money that way on the street you know what i was just arrested a couple of days ago this guy said hey i want to have sex with her and she was willing to but she said no and went and told the cop and the cop arrested me but i told the cop i said no i told him no i'm a lot older than you can i ask your age i'm 47 years old you're 47 do you worry about the future no not if we're going to Mars. <laughs> what do you mean? Not if we're going to Mars. When you see things that people are taking chances and going to Mars, um, no, I know that God is like opening up doors. It's all about, I think, taking care of your children if you have any, and if you don't, taking more care of yourself and someone else. If do you, you can. miss your kids, your oh eight-year-old? Oh my goodness, I'm sick on all of them. My eight-year-old's with her dad and his new wife. <laughs> Well, I wish you luck, and I appreciate your talking to me today. I enjoyed it, and all the best to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. What's your name? My name's Clay. No, with a name like Clay? What are you into? Mud wrestling? <laughs> <laughs>
Their rattle is made of hollow interlocked segments made of keratin that can fire 50 times a second for up to three hours. The sound is meant to ward off predators. There are 36 species of rattlesnakes, all native to the Americas, ranging from Saskatchewan to Argentina. Rattlesnakes like to live around rocks, which protect them from predators. They eat mice, rats, small birds, and other mammals. Rattlesnakes have heat-sensing pits on their faces that help them accurately visualize their surroundings. Rattlesnakes detect scents through their flicking tongues. They can even sense vibrations in the ground. Rattlesnake prey is killed quickly by their venomous bite, which paralyzes. Then enzymes break down tissue and bone for ingestion. Rattlesnakes are eaten by hawks, weasels, king snakes, ravens, crows, raccoons, opossums, skunks, coyotes, weasels, even ants. And man, we need your head. Just your head. Rattlesnakes give birth to live young and reproduce only once every three years. When it's cold, rattlesnakes gather in dens, often housing up to a thousand writhing rattlers. 8,000 people are bitten by rattlers in the U.S. annually. However, only five will die. Janice Taylor looks like this because of a snake bite. Rattlesnake heads can see, flick the tongue, and inflict venomous bites for up to an hour after being severed from the body. Some Christian sects practice snake handling rituals with rattlers, literally interpreting a Bible verse which reads, In my name, they will pick up snakes with their hands. Only 20% of rattlers will make it to their second year. Rattlesnake populations in many areas are negatively affected by habitat loss, poaching, and extermination campaigns. We love rattlesnakes at Wake and Bake. We hope you do too. Good morning, listeners. Caroline Gollum here, senior contributor for ScreenSlate, with your Movie Minute. Before computers became a ubiquitous and tireless presence in our daily lives, thinking machines were the province of a too familiar type. The computer nerd. The computer nerd. In our go-go digital age of endless updates and data tracking, it's nice to be reminded of the harmless, clunky origins of the PC and the many weirdos who love them. <laughs> How did people use these old behemoths? And to what end? Could computer programming be not only interesting, but funny as well? <laughs> the answer lies in Andrew Bujalski's 2013 comedy, Computer Chess, a warm and wry throwback to the early days of personal computing. Set in the 1980s and centered around a group of computer scientists, 
The film details a weekend in the lives of these shy Poindexters as they convene at a hotel in Nowheresville, USA for a computer chess tournament. Technological and personal headaches abound as the ragtag bunch attempt to reconcile their mutual appreciation for newfangled instruments with the deeper competitive streaks that bedevil us all. Computers are getting smaller, they're getting better, they're getting faster. It's a matter of time before we beat people with these things. I'd be willing to bet that you and I are the only ones here who will even understand that programming has a feminine side. Uh, I would love to stay in your room if you have an extra bed. It's a couples group. I don't know if you've ever done any encounter stuff or anything like that. Look deep within me to find what is inside you. Don't you think it's strange that we're all here at the same time? Have you been with a lot of women, Peter? Director Bujalski made quite a name for himself early on in our young century, heralded for his small films about interpersonal relationships and frequent miscommunications. This particular style of inexpensive, dominantly digital filmmaking is often referred to as quote-unquote mumblecore, so named for the frequently mumbling performances of the film's professional and amateur actors. What is mumbling? Mumbling is when you can't really be able to you don't talk very clearly. These elements are more than apparent in computer chess, but the film's style and period setting, as well as diversity of interesting performances, set it apart from the director's earlier, scrappier works. You'll get your chance to check out a rare 35mm print of one of the funniest indies of the 20-teens when computer chess screens this Saturday at IFC Center in Manhattan. And stick around for a Q&A with the director, as well as his latest film, Support the Girls, about a Hooters-esque bar restaurant, which also screens that night. For WFMU and Screen Slate, this is Caroline Gollum, back next week with more cinematic goings-on. Until then, see you at the movies. Manager Ken with your Hump Day Hazmat Report. Thank you, Clay Pigeon. The Iridium, New York City. Nearly two dozen people sickened by a gas leak at the Iridium Jazz Club in Midtown Manhattan. The gas blasted out of a leaky soda fountain tank at the club, police said. Zilla, Washington. A tire blows out, sending an RV towing a race car into the Yakima River. London, Kentucky, a Laurel County deputy and his drug-detecting doggy had to be decontaminated after the deputy found fentanyl in his police cruiser. The deputy had just arrested two men on heroin charges when he noticed an envelope of fentanyl in the back seat stashed there by one of the men he'd arrested. Seattle, Washington, a radiation scare sparks hazmat response at a Seattle Goodwill warehouse. The hazardous material was determined to be radium-226 contained inside an antique metal dial. Rockland, Massachusetts, firefighters called to a school after an old jar of sodium was discovered. The jar was found in a cardboard box which contained multiple containers and jars containing a variety of leftover chemicals from old science experiments. Cranston, Rhode Island, the adult correctional institution is on lockdown after a suspicious white powder is found inside an even more suspicious envelope. Madison, Wisconsin. Hold it, hold it, hold it, station manager Ken. You're out of time. Blasting gas and goodwill radium 226. I don't know if the glisters can take any more uh, this morning. Let's check, check in with them and see what they uh, say about it.
They say go. Madison, Wisconsin. Possible bomb cleared by hazmat team. Police say a Madison resident reported a two-liter bottle filled with an unknown white substance and sealed with electrical tape. It had been thrown into the resident's backyard by a still-at-large perp. Never do anything with those unknown white substances. There's your hazmat report. News and World Report just put out their list of the 10 best places to live in the United States. Let's have a look at that list. Number 10, Seattle. The Emerald City ranked high with its warm, sunny summers and nearby majestic forests and mountains. Amazon, Microsoft, Zillow, Google, and Boeing are all there too, meaning good jobs. But it's getting expensive, so move there now if you're going to. Number nine, Minneapolis, St. Paul. The Twin Cities are a great place to live with two appealing downtowns and that nice Midwestern vibe. Biotech and life sciences jobs are plentiful in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Number eight, Washington, D.C. The nation's capital has excellent public transportation, restaurants and museums, plus cherry blossoms better than Japan's. Government jobs, hospitality gigs, and banking employment plentiful as well number seven huntsville alabama since the 60s nasa and the u.s army have been major employers in that area there's a beautiful new performing arts center and craft breweries and restaurants are popping up everywhere sweet home alabama indeed number six in the 10 best places to live in america Portland, Oregon. It's offbeat. The youth culture there is happy to experiment and make the city fun, as does the nearby ocean, forests, and mountains. Intel and Nike provide good jobs, too, in Portland. Number five, Fayetteville, Arkansas. You might not imagine Arkansas is a great place to live, but the Ozarks are nearby and beautiful, and there's big businesses to get good jobs with, too. Walmart, Tyson Foods, J.B. Hunt, all in Fayetteville. The number four best place to live in America? Des Moines, with its low unemployment, parks, lakes, bike trails, downtown lofts, and just the general niceness of Iowans. Hi. Des Moines looks increasingly like a great place to live and raise your family. Number three, Denver. Oh, the great outdoors, the Rocky Mountains, legal weed, and that marijuana industry is creating lots of jobs too, as does the University of Colorado and Lockheed Martin. Number two on our list, Colorado Springs, Colorado. It's a quiet, wholesome town near Denver, but your nearby ski resorts, housing is affordable, and traffic is light. There's lots of university gigs there, too. U.S. News and World Report's number one best city to live in in the United States, Austin, Texas. Great music, warm weather, good food, south by southwest. The Silicon Hills is a great place to get a high-tech job or initiate a startup. In case you're interested, New York City ranked 96th on the list, and there were no New Jersey cities mentioned in the top 125. But we know better, don't we, New Jersey? We know this is the best place to be.
Boys, boys, turn the spotlight around. There you go. Now shine it brightly on one very special town in our listening area. Our Civic Showcase Spotlight Community of the Week is New Brunswick, New Jersey. New Brunswick is in Middlesex County on the Raritan River, about 30 miles southwest of Jersey City. The population of New Brunswick, 56,910, and it's growing. The first inhabitants of the New Brunswick area were the Lenny Lenape Native Americans. Good. The first European settlement came in 1681. It was called Prigmore's Swamp. Later it became known as Indian's Ferry. In 1714, the settlement was given the name New Brunswick after the city of Braunschweig in the state of Lower Saxony, Germany. Located on the old King's Highway between New York and Philly, New Brunswick was an important hub for colonial travelers and traders. The British occupied New Brunswick during the Revolutionary War. In the 18th and early 19th centuries, slaveholders bought and sold African-American children, women and men in New Brunswick. With its strategic location on the Raritan River, New Brunswick attracted runaway slaves traveling on New Jersey's Underground Railroad. By the 1930s, a third of New Brunswick's population was Hungarian. All I could do was talk Hungarian and do imitations of Zsa Gabor. Today, 50% of New Brunswick's population is Hispanic. By the 1960s into the 70s, the downtown took a downturn as New Brunswick's middle class headed for the suburbs. Today, New Brunswick's home to Johnson & Johnson and Bristol-Myers Squibb. Bristol-Myers Squibb. Bristol-Myers Squibb. Rutgers University has, of course, proudly called New Brunswick home since 1776. The avant-garde art scene thrived in New Brunswick from the 50s through the 70s with artists such as Roy Lichtenstein considered part of the New Brunswick School of Painting, which was part of a larger Fluxus movement. Famous people from New Brunswick include Robert Wood Johnson, one of the founders of Johnson & Johnson. I am stuck on me. Favorite son, Joe Theismann, NFL quarterback. Lawrence Taylor heard the snap of the bone in Theismann's right leg. And actor Michael Douglas is from New Brunswick. I don't think she likes the special sauce, Rick. New Brunswick, we hope you're listening today. We'd like to be your radio station. Today in history, let's look at it. Let's look hard at it. Come on. Friday, August 24th. I've seen it. 
Mount Vesuvius. Haven't seen it erupting, but back in 79 AD, that sucker erupted. The cities of Pompeii, uh, Herculaneum, and uh, Stabai are buried in volcanic ash. Lots of uh, pumice, too, for future bars of lava. So, 367, uh, Gratian, the son of Roman Emperor Valentinian I, is named Co-Augustus at the age of eight by his father, hence the month of August. That's where it all started. Blame him. 1682, William Penn receives the area that is now the state of Delaware and adds it to his uh, colony of Pennsylvania and handed out uh, some commemorative uh, pens. 1891, Tommy Edison patents the motion picture cam. <laughs> 1932, Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman to fly across the United States nonstop, and geez, were her arms tired. From Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey, they welcomed her home and took her to the first Waffle House. 1967, led by Abby Hoffman, the Youth International Party, the Yippies, temporarily disrupted trading at the New York Stock Exchange by throwing dollar bills from the viewing gallery, causing trading to cease as brokers dove to grab them. 1981, Mark David Chapman sentenced to 20 years to life in prison for murdering John Lennon. 1995, Microsoft Windows 95. was re- That's the one that worked, wasn't it? Microsoft Windows 95 was released to the public in uh, North America. And a couple birthdays, uh, Jerry Garcia, Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, and David Peel. Remember an old David Peel and the Lower East Side? You know, one of the highlights of, uh, of my life. I, I had Taco Bell with David Peel. I really did. Right down there in Union Square. Now he's gone. Have a marijuana. The Pope smokes dope. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They called me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.